Hello everybody and welcome to the Premier League Nightclub Podcast brought to you by Arrowsport, the number one kit maker in the business, arrowsport.com.au. Go check them out. We've got some exciting news coming at the end of the podcast in regards to Arrowsport. My name is Damon and with me, of course, I have Woody and it's just us two, Woody, in the house today. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Oh, Damon, I look forward to these episodes because <laughs> <laughs> it's just you and me and obviously we've got a new podcast structure. We're going to guess every... Second rotating episode, fortnight, yeah. yep, yep. and it's just you and me every other fortnight. Mm-hmm. So it's good to be just us. I feel like we can get back to talking about the Prem, no chitter-chatter, just keep it simple, back to old ways, that sort of thing. So it gets me excited when it's just you and me behind the mic. Yeah, no, I think in a way we've had mixed feedback. Sorry, not not good and bad, but also, but it's more just like some people enjoy the guest interviews more. And then others, believe it or not, actually like listening to us, Woody. And um, mm. when I hear that, it makes me you know, feel good because the listen numbers suggest as well that they don't despise these episodes. So, yeah. so we should probably get stuck into it a little <laughs> bit rather than just talk about how good we are. Definitely. Um, there was... We're fresh off the Matt Preston episode, mate. Poor. It was, it was good. It was good. Mate, I, I won't lie. And I think... I was surprised about how much how much he actually knew. And the reason being is because what we set out to achieve in bringing someone like Matt Preston on the pod is highlighting stories about people who are famous for other things, known for other things, but they mm. still, at the end of the day, fell in love with the world game. And for me, I was, I, I was blown away about his knowledge about the Prem. I really was. And for me, I think that really, like he said in the app, gave us a big tick in the box of what we're exactly what we were trying to achieve by bringing people like Matt Preston onto the podcast. Yeah, I actually saw, I, I don't know if this person's listening, it was just genuinely a random guy on Twitter who, um, like, the podcast account followed him, and he tweeted, like, no hashtags, no ats or anything, it was just surprised to see that Matt Preston's a football fan, and so yeah. it's like, that is because of us. Yeah, that, exactly. Like, that person learned something new today because of our <laughs> podcast, and it made me feel really good, and then I actually replied to him and just... Gave him a little, like, winky face and stuff. And then um, he did mention a few other people that he thought could be related to, like, a Matt Preston connection, e.g. Yep. some MasterChef guests. Hey. And um, that could be, like, a little little sneak preview into what we could offer on the nightclub mm. in the future. But for now, as we said, it is just us on this episode. <laughs> Woody, I have... a. Uh, a few little issues that have come up over in the last month since right. we've we've spoken one on one. Okay, and um, it's it's come to my attention that I might have like you know me when it comes to this sort of stuff in terms of when I'm really into something I get really into it. Like yeah, I, yeah, I it's probably a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, so like mm. you know you, you commit. I do. I, yeah. I'm never. It's for example this podcast. I'm never in it just to be in it. Like I. In a way, I just want, I want to be not necessarily the best. I wouldn't say it's not the, it's not like, a, oh, I've got to be the best at all costs. Not a Cristiano Ronaldo sort of attitude, <laughs> but it's more just like, you know, I, I want to make myself feel impressed and, and, and work yep, as hard yep. as I possibly can. And Fantasy Premier League has come into my life. A I little knew bit. this was going to come up sooner or later. <laughs> Keep going. It's, it's come up. Well, see, everybody does, especially in Australia, 
how often is it that people do it and within two or three game weeks they've given up or they don't touch their team? Well, you're opposite one right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, see, the, the thing is, like, I've taken it to a point, yeah, where... The especially earlier in the season when the games on Saturdays were at nine thirty and stuff, yeah, yeah. so that was manageable. But now it's sort of like, for example, take Saturday night. I got home from the girlfriend's place, and she hopefully isn't listening yeah, because yeah. she thinks I delivered. Oh, I said I had to leave her house because I needed to get some sleep to watch the Man United game at four thirty in the morning. Story of my life. Anyway, I tripped and fell into Optus Sport to watch the big clash between Everton and Burnley. Yep. <laughs> yeah. For some unknown reason, I ended up watching the full 90 minutes of that. You know what, mate? So did I. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, Calvert-Lewin scored and he's in my team, but he's in everybody's team. Yeah, so that yeah. doesn't matter. But I was pumped about that. And then I realized Man City were hosting Fulham and I had Kevin <laughs> De Bruyne as captain. And, I, and Oh, to, no. To, for people who like keep track, Kyle Walker didn't make the squad. And when I saw the teams come out, I'd actually brought in Kyle Walker this week. So I cracked it. And that probably added two hours of my yeah. sleep because I woke up for the Man United game two hours later. Ugh. Was obviously a bit pumped with the, another away from home comeback. Yeah. So I decided to watch Patrick Bamford score in the first five minutes against Chelsea. I had two hours <laughs> sleep on Saturday night and I watched three <laughs> Premier League games just because my, my fantasy Premier League players were in it. And I feel like people listening, if you have the same sort of attitude as me, where, especially in Australia, it's a massive problem. We do AFL fantasy as well, yeah. Woody, and you can imagine that if we were in England, we'd have the same problem that I'm having right now. We'd stay up till 4am watching yeah. Gold Coast versus North Melbourne because yeah. Jai Simkin's playing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the sort of way we're about our fantasy sports sometimes, and I think mine's taking a new level. Like At work on Monday, I was spent, absolutely spent, <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, did you have a big weekend? I was like... No, I got Brian was captain of my fantasy team. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so if anyone's out there, please um, message us and, you know, I'd love to chat Fantasy Premier League with people because we don't talk about it a lot on this pod. No. It's not really what we're about. But if anyone's ever up for a chat or some advice from the, I think I'm ranked 90,000th at the moment, which isn't too Really? Bad. That's pretty good. Yeah, anything, so- I think anything below 300,000 is pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, it's, this, it's a hard thing. I'm trying to judge where I'm at, but I'm, yeah. I'm happy with my squads. Nice. Where my squads at. Yeah. Nice. Damo, you bring up a good point in the FPL mm-hmm. and it, and it's something that I want to expand on because we, we, we've been talking a lot about expanding the nightclub. Yes. And the different avenues that we can explore heading into the new year. You did mention something about this, but you wouldn't tell me. We've um, touched on YouTube. Yes. Okay. And just before, I want to I want to talk quickly about our YouTube avenue mm-hmm. and where we're sort of heading. Give everyone a bit of, a, bit of an update. Yep, cool. We are currently looking at props, sets, lighting, cameras that's an understatement like I literally wake up in the morning and i'm checking like amazon and stuff exactly we're looking at graphic development we're looking at dynamic backgrounds we're yeah. looking at personalized bubble heads for the desk <laughs> bit of bit of this bit of that bit of everything all right so get everyone bit of an update 2021 is the year you're going to see the nightclub on youtube you're going to see it on reels you're going to see it on tiktok we're going to be hitting you in every video format that we can possibly chuck down your throats mm. We are going to be Nightclub Media Incorporated Global They think we punched the Matt Preston episode a lot. Wait until they see what's coming. Yeah, you wait. Yeah. You wait. <laughs> and which led me to thinking, Damo, we probably confirmed that we're going to do season three at the, you know, next year. Yeah. I mean, there's more or less no doubt about it. Yeah. The love for the nightclub has not waned. If anything, it's just grown. Mm-hmm. It's been nurtured. Exactly. And it, it leads me to ask, Damo, what else can we strive for? Once we hit the YouTube sensation, mm-hmm. TikTok sensation, what's the next thing we can do? Well, 
are you talking like outside of YouTube? Like we're talking like, are you then going onto another platform or are you saying what can we do inside what we're on? I'm talking platform, I'm talking inside what we're on. Okay. What's the next step past YouTube? We're, we're probably three steps ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. But I want to see what, what ceiling have we got? Well, I do was, we even have a ceiling? Well, my, I guess something that, you know, very long term thinking yeah. here, but maybe, you know, a studio of our own, which is like yeah. not in our own house or backyard or garage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, with a nice little setup. But I mean, I don't know where you're going with this, Woody. I need some help. No, I'm just wondering because, you know, at the end of every Optus Sport highlights, we see about a minute preview of Optus Sport Fitness, OS Fitness. That's true. That's true. And I was thinking, I was thinking, mm. nightclub fitness. Oh, no. What would that entail? Not a lot. Because when you think about it, what is our fitness regime here at the nightclub? Two hours sleep, Xbox, PS5, whatever you're on, mm-hmm. and just beers. Yeah, it's, it's so, especially post lockdown. I haven't mm-hmm. come out of lockdown yet. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think none of us have still checked in out of lockdown anyway. But I was thinking nightclub fitness, we could be just a beer drinking segment <laughs> or something along the lines. I mean, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. But what could like? Damon's lost it. I don't know wait, why. Wait, hang on. So you're saying that you want you want to call a segment or or a podcast, whatever. It yeah, be, yeah. Nightclub fitness. Yeah. But then when people go onto it, it's literally just us sinking beers. Is that what you're saying? Or have I completely like misjudged what you're trying to say here? Yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Well, think about it. What it is fitness is a be a pretty broad term. Yeah, okay, I get where you're going here. All right, we can... There are a lot of different fitnesses that you can have, levels of fitness. Yeah. Now, we don't have to necessarily promote the top level of fitness. No. We can promote the bottom level of fitness if we want to. That's true. That is true. We might, might, you know, come up with some health and safety issues. I guess we don't want to be responsible for anything bad. I'm just thinking long-term, it could be a serious option. Yeah, I mean, we are the nightclub. Yeah, we are the nightclub. We We could look into maybe... How to how to mix your drinks responsibly? So like it would be like mm. you don't want to sink like six beers because then like at the nightclub because yep. then you might be too tired to go have a boogie. So maybe you like mix it up halfway through with a vodka Red Bull, Jamie yep. Vardy style. Do you know Jamie what I mean? Jamie Vardy style, exactly. Then we could do something like that. How exactly. to maximize your energy or throughout the game? Make a cocktail called Marilyn Shamak. You know what I mean? Like that's uh, <laughs> that's a cocktail sort of name and it's Shamak. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I don't mind the idea. As people are listening to this, they're probably going what. Of these blokes, <laughs> a couple of idiots on it. But no, I do get what you're saying. But it's definitely got a lot of work to do. But there is something in that for yep. sure. And w- whether it be on this pod or another one, but definitely another thing coming 2021, Damo, is our road trip to Sydney. Yes, which we wanted to touch on, please. Right, we have to because this is like potentially the last time people will hear from just us. Yep. In 2020. Yep. We hopefully will have another guest on prior to New Year. Yep. But from just us, this is the last time we have to share the news. So, last chance we have to share the news, yep. I should say. So, we've got a road trip to Sydney planned pretty much the first yep. week of Jan. Yep. I think it's the 3rd to the 10th. We're going to be catching up with as many people as we possibly can, uh, whether it be the guests we've already had on, um, whether it be just us doing a pod in Sydney together. We're really not sure. Yep. Whether it's catching up with the listeners, catching up with fellow podcasts, you know, doing dual, dual yep, podcasts, yep. like anything's open. Anyone listening and wants to get involved, hit us up on the socials at Premier League Nightclub on Insta and at PL Nightclub on Twitter. And we'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll do our best to 
to, have, to say hi to people, have a beer. That's what we're yeah, planning yeah. on doing for most yeah. of the time. Uh, so. I mean, a lot of people came for a meet and greet. Yeah. And that's probably something we could probably put on. Do Sign autographs. If sign people autographs, want. yeah. <laughs> Far out. But, Damo, another interesting prospect. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. Okay. But we've definitely earmarked this since probably December last year uh-huh. when we had our Christmas guest on last year. Oh, last yes, season. yes, yes, yes. Director of sport at Optus Sport. Richard Bayless. Yes. I know he's a keen listener of the pod and no doubt he'll be listening right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But he did say to us off air last time that we spoke to him and we've been in constant contact for the best part of a year. Yep. <laughs> Give or take a few months. <laughs> that we will pop into the Optus Sports Studios if we ever make our way up to Sydney. Yeah, 100%. I, I think, uh, I think it's definitely an option. Like, I think it is an option and don't hold this... Accountable to us, but we're going to try and set up a podcast that we record in the Optus Sports Studios. It'd be unbelievable. It'd be unbelievable. Uh, can you imagine, like, you know how the, you got the football clubs that do say, so like, uh, Instagram story, like a player takeover? Yeah, like, yeah. We do that, like, at the, on our own Instagram, the Premier League Night Club yep. Instagram take it over and then like our Insta story would go for like four minutes of us just taking pictures inside Optus Sport, like yep. getting hyped up for the pod. Like people yep. will know when it's happening. Like yep. you'd have to be living under a rock yep. to not know if it happens that we're yep. doing a pod we'll get, in Optus We'll get Sport. Schwarzer on video chat. Yep, absolutely. That would be awesome. We could get Bridgie to not smile for us on the camera as he does with Optus Sport. <laughs> we could get talk, Rich to talk. sit down in his slacks and tell us about the Champions League. Mate, we'll talk about Leeds and Liverpool for, for four yeah. hours. Well, we'll be looking at Tottenham versus... First Burnley and turn it into a Liverpool chat. Yeah. You know <laughs> I'll, what I mean? I'll make Klopp the sport at yeah, it again. Klopp the sport at it again. <laughs> Jeez. That's a fun fact, Damo. Well, we shouldn't roast them too much. We want to go, we want to go One, and do your podcast. Fun there. fact. Fun fact. And I mentioned this to you before. The Klopp the sport moniker actually started, I think, around June. Yes. Right? I, I do know where you're going with and this. And if you go... They post, so, post about 15 times a day on their social media. But if you go back far enough, you'll see the first time Klopp to Sport ever entered their comment feed was from the one and only Nick Wood sitting behind Woody as... Microphone as, 2. Microphone 2. Microphone 2 in the studio. <laughs> I commented that and they got like 450 likes and then that's when it started. And then, of course, they started... Using it as their moniker oh, for yeah, they Christmas, did, they did change the uh, the emblem, didn't they? Because it was like, was it when Liverpool won the league? I think around June was when Liverpool won the league. Correct? It was. Yeah. Yep. So because that was when Project Restart happened. Exactly. And then I think yeah, you well allegedly came in with Klopp to Sport, and yep. then they definitely went changed with it. their logo, yeah. changed everything. Yeah, I actually remember Richard Bayless posting about it on LinkedIn because obviously you know, yeah, a lot yeah. of them have a strong LinkedIn uh, presence as well. And like that, there's a lot of talk with the social media team. I follow a lot of the Optusport social media yeah, yeah. team, and, and they do have a good a good laugh about the fact that they're like openly biased to. They Liverpool. love it's it. Hilarious they love now. it. They tried they to hide it for the criticism. Tried to hide it for about two years, but now they're literally just like. I think when they when Liverpool lost to Atlanta about two, yeah. two weeks ago, they literally posted about it and then commented on their own post saying we're Atlanta fans now or something. Yeah, exactly. Like they genuinely get around it, which I guess is like the right way to do it rather than just blocking people and stuff. It's always always good fun to uh, mm. you know get involved with that sort of stuff but Woody we should actually start talking about some Premier League because we've been oh. going on for about like 20 minutes I bet 15 for 15 okay 15 minutes it's, it's probably a bit longer it's, than it's, long, it's long enough <laughs> it's long enough yeah they're sick of hearing about our lives and the well probably not the podcast plans because like people, a pe- people nightclub like, fitness yeah. yeah nightclub fitness and nightclub world tour is, is it's on it's yeah it's def- on. definitely a go it's big uh, but Woody it's time for everybody's favourite segment <sighs> 
and everybody's favourite tune, and that is Winners and Losers. Oi, did someone say Winners and Losers? Sure did, mate. Alright, Woody, it is... It's something I probably want to go with first here. Speaking of me going first, first place Tottenham. They're Mm. my winner. And I think, without it being obvious, this is... This is pretty nuts what Tottenham are doing at the moment because, again, it's a Mourinho second season. Mm-hmm. Yet again, like I'm not saying Tottenham are going to win the league, but they're doing well for compared to previous seasons. Uh, and the thing that amazes me the most is if you actually look at their results here. So first month, it involved a massive 5-2 win over Southampton where they were actually quite poor for about 40 minutes of that game and then turned it on. Then the following week, they uh, conceded a last-minute penalty to Newcastle and drew 1-1. Then the following week, they smashed Man United at Old Trafford 6-1. Yep. Then the following week after that, they conceded three goals in the last 10 minutes and drew 3-3 to West Ham. Now, that Mm. is the most (laughs) Spursy patches of four games I've ever seen. Like, massive wins over good opposition. Southampton in sixth, Man United in uh, fifth, I believe. And now... It's like, and then they go and cough up dumb leads like that. But let's have a look at the last four or five weeks. Gained seven points from matches against Arsenal, Chelsea, and Man City. Son scored ten so far this season. Same as the same amount as Arsenal. Uh, Tottenham are flying. Mourinho's smiling. It's a good time to be a Spurs fan. And you know, North London at the moment could not be whiter. They're massive, massive winners. Damo, I don't know. I don't know what to say about the Spurs because it's. Mm. It seems like a Mourinho second season. Yeah. Could it happen again? And that's why I was. I'm a little bit taken aback at what you said to me. Do you actually think they can win the league? Do you, Do you <laughs> Do you seriously think they can win the league? Because we've heard it a fair bit. I think the. I think. See, the thing is, it's like. I feel like it's irrelevant to what they can do. Like. What points they're going to get? We all know they'll probably get about eighty points. Yeah, they will probably get. They'll easily make Champions League. They'll they'll get eighty points. It's is Liverpool going to get ninety again, or are they going to also get eighty points and it'll be a really tight finish? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like it really depends on what Liverpool can do. And we saw them crush Wolves over the weekend four 0 with mm. three of their best four defenders out. It's super impressive what they're doing. I think we might have a question later on in regards to that. But I was thinking about this. From an Australian perspective, you know, that's what we do on the podcast, try to claim at least. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it's it's this idea that it would be a different winner. And so I think yep. back to the Leicester City story and everybody got on board that. And I feel like it would almost be the same here in Australia, purely because there's not a huge amount of Tottenham fans, other yep. than Ars- Arsenal fans are obviously not going to want Tottenham to win the league. But other than that, I would say for say, you'd probably find a strong attitude here in Australia where it's like, oh, if my team doesn't win it, I wouldn't mind Tottenham winning it. That yeah. that would be general consensus down here anyway. Yeah. But it got me thinking back to the Leicester thing, as I said. And do you remember how, um, you know, when it became like a serious con- chance that Leicester could win the league and the yeah, journalists yeah. were like going at... Um, Around the end of Feb sort yeah, of time. Ranieri, yeah, like, they were like, can you do it? Can you do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wouldn't say, wouldn't say anything. He was like, no, we just want 40 points. And then they got 40 points and what sort of stuff. And then... um. They qualified for Champions League. And obviously, yeah. he's like, you talk about this, this. We are in Champions League, man. Dilly ding, dilly dong. Come on. Remember that? Do you remember that? <laughs> Who yeah. doesn't remember yeah. that? Who doesn't? So, like, I was thinking, like, that was elite. Like, people getting around that heaps. But then I was thinking, what would the equivalent of Tottenham be? Yeah. 
And I feel like this is where it comes a little bit like... Three. Like, lackluster for me. It's not yeah, quite yeah, yeah. going to be the Claudio Ranieri because... Because we've seen it before. Mourinho will be trying to claim that everybody else is the favourite in the title race, even yeah, if they're yeah. 20 points clear. And then, yeah, let's just say... They're interviewing Harry Kane after the game, yeah. It'd be like, here you go. I'd be like, oh, you know, Harry, you, you another three points today, a solid, solid goal. How are you, you know, how are you feeling? You're two wins away from winning the title, and then it's like, oh, you went to qualify for Champions League today, so that's amazing. We qualify for Champions League, and uh, you know, we're just going straight on the next game. It's a, it's a London derby, so we want to win it. Yeah. Like, no one's even going to be able to understand it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be not. Quite oh, as enjoyable geez. as the list to win. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Right, Winnie, who's your winner? <laughs> so let me just clarify: Do we want them to win or not? <laughs> uh, yeah, we probably do. <laughs> just for Harry Kane's acceptance speech. <laughs> Oh, we'll go to a music interlude, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> Call it, give, it a, give it a little break and we'll come back for Woody's winner. <laughs> Gee whiz, Damo. All right. I've done ya. <laughs> you've done me good. You've done me... Jeez, you've... Oh. All right. So I get into my winner. Gee whiz. Mm-hmm. You just mentioned me in your little Tottenham winner, Damo, but my winner... So far, the season has to be the Saints. Southampton, yes. Has to be. I think they've well and truly flown under the radar this season. I think it's honestly about time that people start putting a little bit of respect on their name. And it's not they've had a flashy season. They sit fifth, 20 points, you cop it. Mm. They're going to love it. All the Saints fans are going to be frothing it. They're going to like, you know, 20 points, fifth. Probably don't find ourselves in this situation very often. Mm -hmm. Like I said, the results aren't pretty. And like you said, they lost to Tottenham 5-2. But what they're doing is they're beating teams that they have to beat. That's a good point. Right? Yeah. It's okay if they cop you know the bad game every now and then, but they're beating the teams that they want to beat. They're beating the West Broms. They're beating the Newcastles. They're beating the Burnleys. They're beating red-carded evidence. You know what I mean? They're not losing crap games. Yeah. They're putting together a solid season already. And I think that's that probably comes down to the leaders that they've got in their club in James Ward-Prowse. Danny Ings, obviously Vestergaard's having a great season, three goals already, another goal against Brighton. Yeah, it's been huge. Yep, and then of course Ralph Hassenhudel uh, as well. But Damo, what I want to touch on is how short a year is in the footballing world, mm-hmm. okay? People are quick to forget that Saints, you know, were at a crossroads about a year ago. Probably faced, they faced one of the first worst ever defeats in Premier League history, yep. 9-0 against Leicester. Mate, when Iosi Perez scores a hat-trick against you, you know yep. you're in trouble. yep. Yeah, well, mate, ridiculous. And that bloke's fallen off the face of the earth if we're ever talking about it. Yeah. (laughs) Gee whiz. All right. So I've done some digging. And I spent spent a fair whack of time looking at this because I found it really interesting. Mm -hmm. Since that 9-0 loss to Leicester, only five teams in the league have scored more points than Saints since then to date. Liverpool, 95. City, 77. United, 72. Tottenham, 71. Chelsea, 68. Of course, Liverpool have gone on to be champions. Yep. Right? City have been right there with them the whole way. Okay? Southampton have 66 points to date since then. They are above Wolves, Arsenal, and Leicester. Yeah, see, I was just about to say, you didn't name Leicester in that. I was like, hang on, yeah. how many, what's the points tally? Because exactly. Leicester fell off a bit of a cliff late yeah. last season. But in my head just then, I was trying to think, 
who else are they ahead of? But yeah, yeah. I mean, Arsenal's no surprise. And, and it, yeah, I mean, it goes to show that we rate Leicester and Wolves incredibly highly and have exactly. like 12 months, but we probably haven't given the Saints the same respect. Exactly. And, and like I'm saying, Damon, about games they should win. They've got Sheffield United, Arsenal City, and Fulham in their next four. Realistically, they should win at least two of those games, if not get a draw, maybe against Arsenal or a win. So they're looking at six to nine points in the next four games, mm-hmm. heading into the heading into the Christmas period, right? That'll take them to thirtieth. That would allow them to stay in contention for Europe, would it not? It would. Exactly. Definitely. They're really the thing the thing is for me that the, the thing that is making Southampton tick mm-hmm. is that the way they're playing as a team. And if they keep playing the way they are and getting goal contributions from plays in in the squad, mm-hmm. not just Ward Prowse and Ings, the likes of Vestergaard, the likes of Kyle Walker-Peters, mm. right? They're going to stay up there for most of the season. I can see them staying there. There's always that smoky team, and maybe we were the ones that played him a little bit short coming into the season. They could be where we had Wolves. They could be where we had, you know, maybe Arsenal in the top six. Yeah. They could be there. Well, I, I was, I think, obviously the Saints played the last game of the game week, for those listening, you know, close to when we upload this. Um, and so... They were outside the top six. And there was a lot of people... I mean, even the Premier League Twitter posted all eyes on the top six. Yeah. And then the next day, Saints won their game. And they were fifth or sixth or something. Yeah. And then it was like, well, hang on. They need to... They've gone too early on the post. Exactly. People keep forgetting that Southampton are not just not just doing well. They're doing very doing bloody very well. very well. Exactly. And also, I just want to touch on... You, you touched on you know, Ward Prowse and... And Vestigar, these guys, they know, we know what they're capable of. But it's also worth noting that Che Adams, Theo Walcott, yep. uh, Armstrong, these sort of guys, they're pretty underrated. And look, yep. they probably don't get the massive goal tallies of your Danny Ings, but yep. they play a massive role. And obviously, um, you know, uh, Redmond's come back into the yep. team again. is playing a great season. And obviously, McCarthy's having a great season as yeah. well. Big Massive FPL fan. FPL gun, yeah, mate. Yeah. Exactly. Kyle Walker-Peters probably looks like the steal of the season in terms of transfer. Yeah, they wild-carded him out a couple of weeks ago. Bad yeah, call. exactly. So, you know what? They've, they've brought in great players that fit a system. Not world beaters, but fit a system. And 100%. it's clearly showing as the season's progressing. I think we're only going to see more of them and the more character that the Saints have the further we go, especially into the new year. Sweet. With that being said, Damo... I've waffled on. Yeah. Please give us your loser. Well, I was going to say, we're a positive podcast, so let's smash through these two losers. Yeah. Because I feel like people are sick of us rambling on about one particular team. So we'll go quickly into Sheffield United as my loser, who have been beyond shit. (laughs) And now it's the worst start in Premier League history, which doesn't surprise me. Um, I think the only one I can think of in recent times is probably Newcastle. Maybe like six years ago, they hadn't won in like their first seven games or something. Yeah. And then they ended up potentially staying up that year. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, worst start in Premier League history. No team's ever gone 11 games without a win. No team's actually gone in 10, but they've taken it to a new level. Uh, and I just think it's incredible where they were six months ago. We were having mm. discussions with Nick Montgomery about Sheffield yep. United potentially playing Champions League. They were going head-to-head with Man United. They were going head-to-head with Chelsea. For these massive spots. They had a massive win over Chelsea with a couple of weeks to go. Mm. Last minute winner against Wolves. This team had heart and soul. It is gone. Yep. And I think the biggest concern is that they actually didn't play too badly against Leicester on the weekend. 
mm. and still got undone by stupid mistakes. I mean, the Vardy goal, don't get me wrong, Leicester win, Vardy breaks the flagpole in half. It's a bit of, we're all laughing. It's like, oh yeah, Sheffield United lost again. Yeah. But they probably should have got something out of that. Oh, 100%. And when you're Mate, 0 and 10, you probably need a point where you can grab one. So Yeah. So well, mate, reckon... if you just look at the games that they've lost so far, right? They should have taken a point from West Ham. They were unlucky against City. The only point they got was against Fulham. They've lost to Leeds, lost to Arsenal, lost to Villa. Yeah, a lot of these teams, they were putting to bed last season. Absolutely. Putting yeah. to bed. It's not good. But maybe it's a tell, like, realistically, I know, Dan, we're going to flick through this as fast as we can, but they dropped to ninth to finish off the season last year. Mm. Ninth. Do you think that's indicative of how their season went? Absolutely not. I don't, yeah, personally, I, I don't think it is. I don't think it, I'm trying to think who finished higher than them. Probably Wolves. Arsenal, did Arsenal finish higher than them? Yep. Yeah, that's that's undeserving. Yep. So, so there you go. Yep. All right, Woody, who is your loser? All right, my loser, Damo. We're going to get into it. Uh, Mikel Arteta. All right. Yeah, I feel geez. sorry for this bloke, but you cannot help but think the chips are really starting to stack up quickly against him. Right? If you've watched Arsenal games this season... You know exactly what I'm talking about here. And I'm and I'm speaking directly to Arsenal fans, right? It seems as if they only have one game plan. And Damo, you've watched Arsenal games, Arsenal games, I've watched the games. Let's go down the left, Saka whips in a ball, hopefully Alba gets ahead on it, and if not, Laka will clean something up. Yeah, or Orba's out there and Saka's in the middle. Like it's yeah, just bizarre. It's 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 so two dimensional, it's ridiculous. And if anything, I think ten goals all season is actually more telling about how two dimensional they are. Maybe that shows that Arteta isn't actually the next pet, right? After what I've just said, you might be just sitting here thinking, why is Arteta the loser and not Arsenal as a club? Well, Damo, here's why, right? All the Arsenal fans are now going to be streaming, screaming for Arteta's head, lumping it all on him because they just got destroyed in the North London derby. Harry Kane, all-time scorer at North London derby. They're 15th after 11 games. Plays are out of form, and now... They're playing their prize transfer in party. They're forcing him to play injured, right? Mm-hmm. The situation isn't as bad as what fans might think. That even at 15th, they're closer to the top than they are to the bottom, Yeah. right? The middle table's only compressing, and realistically, they're only five points off City, six points off United. It's not that bad. It's not the end of the world. And I've gone light here only because I actually love watching them lose. And it's, pre- <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. It's pretty hilarious. But seriously, how do they expect to get anywhere if they actually sack Arteta now? They're sacking a prodigal son now. It would make no sense. Before Christmas. It just doesn't make sense to me. The manager landscape is actually only getting more volatile. Mm -hmm. And I think Arteta heading into the new year, especially through Christmas, he's going to find himself right in the thick of it. And that's why he's my loser and not the club. Well, Woody, we could go on about Arsenal, and I know you still we've still got plenty of time to talk about Arsenal yeah, because yeah. I want to slink straight into our social media source, which Please. still doesn't have a name. Let's do it because I feel like it's more related stuff, so yeah. we can move on to what the people want to know, which is exactly what we were just talking about. So it's time for some social media source. Woodrow, our first question in is from Horton ninety six Horton. What a name! Yeah, um, and he says, "What's wrong with Arsenal?" And we've just touched on it, and. You had your little spiel, and I'd like to just say one or two things. And that I do agree with you in that it's not as bad as people may. We're only eleven games into the season. Yeah. Let's everybody relax a little bit. I mean, Everton were flying after four, four or five weeks. Yeah. Now they're. I think they're not even in the top half of the table. They might be tenth, ninth, or tenth. So it's like ninth, actually, to be specific. It's. Yeah. 
it gets to the point, yeah, where everyone's losing their minds over a 2-0 loss to Tottenham to put them into 15th. Yeah. Hey, they're not going to be the first team to lose to Tottenham this season. away. I can yeah. guarantee you that. In yeah. fact, they'll probably be one of about maybe 17 teams that lose yeah. at Tottenham. Yeah. That's the way it's looking, at least. So, I feel like... See, I'm trying to think of it in a, in a way that I can compare it to another team. So... Quite often as well, when you've got the list, there is no doubt about that Arsenal are not the 15th best team yeah, in, the, yeah. in the league. They're, they're top 10, easy. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of who you have as a manager, their players should be getting <clears throat> results to have them in the top 10. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. we're talking about it, but it's the reality. <clears throat> in terms of what's wrong with them, obviously they can't score at the moment. But you, you look at their results here. Up until the Aston Villa loss, which was a 3-0 loss, where um, old mate Ollie Watkins, uh, <laughs> what mate, <laughs> <laughs> scored a brace. It, up until then, they actually had the best defensive record in the league. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't score, but they did have a good defensive yeah, record. Yeah, yeah. Since then, it's all fallen apart. It's like that one game really scarred them. Yeah. And they've conceded some poor goals since then. Mm. I think the the two one loss to Wolves looks even worse now about how badly Wolves were played against Liverpool. And I know Liverpool are a different different level but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying without Raul Jimenez who went off early in that game against Arsenal they should have taken advantage of that I think yep. Neto and Potence what we saw from them against uh, Liverpool over the weekend yeah. wasn't great yeah. against a pretty weak defence and so I feel like it puts a more, even more of a bad light on Arsenal Yeah, I would say <clears throat> let's not lose our heads over Arsenal uh, Horton I assume that's your name Uh Let's not lose our minds. Don't let the media hype get to you too much. I know it's been a horrendous start. It has been a horrendous start with some horrendous moments. I don't know if you caught the party getting injured, oh, walking mate. off. mate. And then Harry Kane going and scoring. It was bizarre. Yeah, it was it one was, camera frame. Yeah. And it's, it took the whole thing. That was, Mate, that is outrageous. We yeah. Legally, we can't show it on our socials. Yeah, I was going to ask you, can we pop it up? But I don't think no, we can. No, but far out. That's telling. It is. It's, it's telling. It's very, very strange. Yeah. Um. But, like, little things, those little things will stop happening. And I think, Woody, when we talk about Man United as well, it's probably a similar case as what yeah, Man United yeah. were in at the start of last season, about 12 months ago. Yeah. Well, they'd won about three games in their first 10. Yeah. So, you got to give it a little bit of time. You're not going to score two goals a month for the rest of the season. You will score more goals. Yeah. There is no doubt about it. You have yeah, Aubameyang, yeah. who's in horrendous form, Lacazette, who's in horrendous form, but they will come good. Mm. Tactically... Obviously, Arteta's trying to sort out the defense before anything, which he seemed to be getting right up until a couple yep. of weeks ago. As I'm saying, don't lose. Let's not lose our minds. If we lose to Burnley on the weekend, then maybe it's a different scenario, and we'll be having a different different conversation. But when Hurricane and the boys destroy you, <laughs> there's nothing too much to go. I mean, it's just the way of life at the moment. The Tottenham are a pretty good side, anyway. Woody, uh, who's our next question from? <laughs> You're only doing this to me, man, honestly. All right, at LF Prouton, uh, have we seen Pogba play his last game for United? Damo, funnily enough, funnily enough, we were actually talking about this off air. Yeah, what are the chances, man? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Don't I, I don't think he's played his last season for United, but not his last game. They simply do not have the quality and depth, I think, to Let not him. play him, c- yeah. considering the amount of games they've got coming up. That's true. They got they got two games in the next four days. They cannot, cannot, not play him. 
Yeah, it's a it's a massive decision for Solskjaer now because it's you can't imagine being a, one of his teammates now. Mm. It'd be so interesting to see what Pogba says to his teammates because it's not the first time. Or for those who don't know, his agent Riola has come out and basically said his time at Man United's up. He's not happy. He wants to go. United need to sell him. Yeah, and it's like well true like well what are we meant to take out of that and imagine Pogba going to training with his teammates it's like you know whether that's true or not is this you're training next to Pogba it's like is this guy gonna go for a 50 50 ball that I would go for or yeah someone else would go for they're the conversations that in an elite environment which we're not in we don't really know how it works maybe they're so well drilled that Pogba could want to leave tomorrow if he could but it wouldn't stop him flying for a goal line clearance with his head do you know what I mean like you don't know what these players are like yeah and I think, you know, another element of looking at it is that probably you've got the financial aspect where Pogba still wants to play. Otherwise, he gets less money a week wherever he yeah, goes, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. And there's also, Woody, I've got one for you. It's a follow-up question uh, by at Lockie Great. Came through on the Instagram. He says, I'm a young Dutch boy and I love Donny van der Beek. Uh, does the potential exit of Paul Pogba mean that Donny's going to get more minutes? I have a poster of him in my room and I want to see him play more. Lucky Greg, I um, I respect your passion, but I feel as if Van der Beek, the way he fits the system, might not be the way that Paul Pogba fits the system. If that makes sense, Damo. Yeah, I think I get what you're They're at. slightly different positionally. And I think Pogba, the way he plays for France, gives him more flexibility to play further behind. Mm-hmm. Whereas Van der Beek, he's more of a central midfielder, probably suited to a three rather than a two. Mm. So... It's hard. It's just, I think it depends on how Van Der Beek develops as a player. Yeah, that's the thing. You're not going to see him play there tomorrow. Yep. In Pogba's position, but it might come. It in might the come future. about. So yep. I think. And stay hope. Stay hope. You know, keep the hope up, buddy. It'll it'll yep. come around. Yeah. You'll. You know, he'll make the number on the back of your jersey proud eventually. Yeah. Cool. Um, just depend depends on when it's going to come. Mm-hmm. Um, next one, demo. Uh, mm-hmm. from at Danny Tree Twenty One, regular contributor to the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, da- true or false? Liverpool has displayed their huge depth in the squad and justified minimal spending throughout the year. Thoughts, Damo? Well, I was going to say, <clears throat> he's actually a massive Tottenham fan, so he must be really worried about the um, you know, potential for Liverpool to steal his title off him. But yeah, I know he's a big Tottenham fan. So to settle your nerves about Liverpool, I can't do that today because what I saw against Wolves was pretty, pretty impressive. They did not look like they missed a beat. Uh, look, Neko Williams has done... Has done some, you know, good and bad things in his time in the first team, but he played well. Obviously, Trent Alexander-Arnold came back on, so you know he's he's back. Obviously, Diego Jota for the last few weeks has been killing it. Um, it allows now Klopp to play, say, you know, rest Salah, rest Mane, rest Firmino whenever it comes about. They don't have to play fifty games a season. Um, yeah, you know, well, I think easy. especially the way that Diego Jota has played, especially in the last four or five weeks. Shows that they got depth, and he can play both sides. They got a lot more depth and flexibility than they did last season. Yeah, hundred percent. I think there was the only question mark about Liverpool for this whole time is that if they had injuries, would they be able to cope? And we finally learnt the answer. To be honest, yeah. Even their third choice keeper, the name escapes me at the moment. He played well against Wolves. So Kelleher. Yeah, there you go. So he he um he was good, and I think yeah, Liverpool is still the best team in it. And as I touched earlier, I think. Tottenham's title chances purely depend on whether Liverpool get more than 80 points. If they do, I don't think Tottenham can match that. Mm. But we'll see. Be interesting, Damo. But the most interesting thing 
that this podcast has to deliver. Oh, oh he knows exactly what I'm talking about. He's, he's wriggling in his chair. It is the saucy sensation. It is the whimsical display of odds. It is betting encapsulated. It is winning personified. It is <laughs> Damo's dollars. We only deal in dubs. Show me the money. Damon, would you like a ticket? Yes. To the dub train? Let's do it. Go to dub town. Give me Damo's dollars, Damo. I want to hear this and I want to I want to know how I can win my money. Well, would you there's no point Beating around the bush here. The results haven't been quite what we've wanted recently. In fact, the last time it was just you and me, we didn't even do a Damo's Dolls. And we had a few people asking and ask why. Yeah. They genuinely were like, where's Damo's Dolls? Has it delivered in the past? Nearly. And I think that's enough for the people. They get a, they get a taste. <laughs> they get a taste. It and- is enough for the people, Damo. Hit me. <laughs> hit me. I'm waiting. Just hit me. <laughs> All right. First up, we've got Wolves versus Aston Villa. Massive game. Two massive rivals. And I'm going for a draw in this one. And it's a draw because these two teams are missing key men. Uh, Wolves, obviously, without their star striker, Raul Jimenez. And then Ross Barkley, as this podcast being recorded, has already been ruled out for, for Villa. So I feel like big big points for to those two teams. I think Ross Barkley, his influence earlier in the season was like a bit underrated. You know, lots of talk about Grealish and Watkins, but uh, Ross Barkley was pretty good. Watkins. Tight contests. Last season, Wolves came out 1-0 win in one of them and a 2-1 win in the other. But Villa are a different team now. We know that. We've spoken about that heaps on this pod. And I also worry about Wolves' ability, which I touched on a few minutes ago, to, to win and score without Raul Jimenez because uh, Potence and Neto, they just weren't doing it what Nuno Santo would have wanted. Does that mean? Yeah, it, just, yeah. it just didn't look like a Wolves team that we've come to know for the last two years. So... I'm actually more inclined to to pick Villa in this one, but because it's at the Molyneux, I've gone with a draw. I think they might be able to find a goal. Yep. Second, Spurs to win versus Crystal Palace at $1.72. $1.72. It's away from home, granted. And funnily enough, Spurs haven't won in their last two trips to Selhurst Park. But do you know why this is fantastic value, Woody? Why? Because these are Spursy odds. And as I've discussed earlier in the pod, Spursy doesn't exist anymore. They've gotten over that in the last month. Yep. $1.72, great value. Great value. Mourinho will not let them bottle this one. This game, at least. Yeah. I'm saying. I just think it's... The writing is on the wall for them, for old Tottenham to drop points in this one. But there's a newfound, you know, attitude inside that locker room, mm-hmm. which makes me think that they aren't losing this one to, to Crystal Palace. So $1.72, outrageously good value. Would you agree? I am mm, a special one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, speaking of special one, Chelsea to win. Chelsea to win versus Everton at $1.80. And Woody, do you remember last time Chelsea and Everton played at Goodison? It was a game where Duncan Ferguson took over for the first time oh, and Calvert-Lewin yes. scored two in a 3-1 win to Everton yes. when Everton hadn't won for a while. Yep, yep. And um, we spoke about how it was just... Everton made it simple again, and I think that's exactly their same problem again now. They've gone, they've made it through tactical for themselves. That's why they're in horrendous form. Uh, last time Chelsea played Everton though was actually at the Bridge, and they won four nil a couple of months ago. Mm. Uh, I think 
despite Chelsea's history at Goodison, which I touched on, uh, I think the way Chelsea have gone about it in the last few few weeks, they're in such better form than Everton. Dollar eighty poses some really really good value, and I think the way Everton are playing, dollar eighty is a steal, I reckon, Damo. I reckon it is. I think a dollar eighty. <clears> I, this is what it's all about with Damo's dollars. A dollar seventy two, dollar eighty in the last two for Tottenham and Chelsea to win. Arguably the two informed teams of the competition at the moment. Mm. Like what are the, what's this particular company? On at the moment, like have they watched any Premier League this season? Yeah, clearly they know not. the success rate of Damo's dollars. Clearly not. Clearly not. And the last one here, stay in your seat. Arsenal to win versus Burnley. <laughs> now I did touch on the fact that it's not all doom and gloom for Arsenal because you need to put in a bit of perspective that they're only like six points behind the top six. Okay. Mm. Yep. Dollar fifty three. <clears throat> Again, this is they should be shorter than this. It's the Arsenal, you know hype of them being bad that's made these odds come around if they don't win this game you think the reaction this week was bad wait until you see a loss to Burnley there is no chance that these players will let Arteta lose to Burnley like Arteta will come up with whatever he needs to come up with but at the end of the day the players need to do it that's obvious yeah yeah. and the players will do it the their record against Burnley is quite good, especially at home. You know, I'm big on the fact that Arsenal tend to beat up on yeah, the little, love it. Love little teams at home yeah. when they're uh, when they're in a bit of a form slump. So I think this is the prime example again of this, where they'll do it. So a dollar fifty three outrageous value in my view. That brings us to fifteen dollars and twenty four cents multi. Chuck a tenner on it, win one hundred and fifty two dollars. I think some people might say, "Hey, demo, some the last one you did was for an Xbox or PlayStation, which was seven seventy five dollars." It's like, well, you know what? We won like one out of four of that, so we need to take a step back so that we can go three steps forward. Yep. Would you do you understand what I'm saying? I say, you know what? That's a perfect analogy. Yeah, people people try and climb stairs. People take one step. Why don't you take four steps? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a very simple equation, and I think when you look at Burnley, like I said, Damo, you hit the nail on the head. When have you ever come out of a weekend on a Tuesday, Tuesday Arvo, and go, shit, Woodman? Do you, have you ever seen Burnley play well? Catch that Burnley game on the weekend, mate. <laughs> yeah, I did. And you know what? They played like shit. <laughs> exactly my point. And to be honest with you, if 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 I was a sane betsman, which I am, mm-hmm. that $10 would be $100. $100. Really? And I'd be, and I'd be collecting $1,524.90. That's a huge call. That's a huge call. I mean, <clears throat> maybe maybe we could sort something out like that off air. Maybe go 50-50, something like no, that. I think it could be a genuine option. I think on that note, it's a good reason to wrap this one up. I'd Def- say so, Damo. We've have rambled and rambled and rambled. For sure. And uh, <clears throat> a quick thank you to Arrowsport again, for, uh, for this episode. And I just want to touch on before we go with Arrowsport. From now on, with questions, whether it be for a special guest, mm-hmm. whether it be for us, mm-hmm. each episode, we will pick the best question that we received. And yep. that person will receive a $30 gift card to Arrowsport yep. to purchase a nice little kit for themselves. So make sure to go do that. If you've got a futsal team, it's perfect for that sort of area yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, arrowsport.com.au at arrowsport. Like you, you just need to go there because it's quality, quality material. Yep. Couldn't speak more highly of the organisation over there. So a big thank you to them for giving us a chance to give away some some gift cards for the for the listeners. So yeah, all that. But uh, Woody, if you want, if they want to hit us up on the socials, where can they hit us? Damo, you can find us 
on Insta at Premier League Nightclub. And Damon, where can you find us on the Twitter? You can find us on Twitter at PL Nightclub. Make sure to subscribe and follow wherever you listen. Make sure to hit us up on the EPL Live app. It's a massively elite app, which we're also on. And you can yep. actually follow us on that as well, I realized the other day. So make sure to do that. Uh, but Woody, other than that, I'm out of here. Damo, I'm out of here too. And guys, thank you so much for booking at the Premier League Nightclub. We'll catch you next week with a massive guest. See you then. <laughs>